1: Everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh, Pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DC 35. That's DC N-E-W-S 3 5 DC 35, use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com.
0: Well, hey there all you DC Comics Games fans. This is The Spinner Wreck. This is episode number 100. I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of, uh, amazed. All the other words kind of turn out a bit rough, appalled, aghast. I'm none of those. I'm, wow, I'm blown away. I'm grateful, I'm exuberant, and there's a whole bunch of other words I promise I'll find a way to you know work in as we get through this episode for the most part it's just a interesting milestone i know i should have like special guests and all these other things but then again that's never what the point of this podcast was it was just me talking into a mic after reading a bunch of books i'm lucky enough to get because of dc comics news that's that's how i get a chance to read all these books. Uh, they make it possible. Big thank you to uh, Damien Fossiani, our uh, founder, and Joshua Rayner, my amazing editor-in-chief, the guy who makes me sound as good as I do as often as he does for 100 episodes and, man, hopefully 100 more. My goodness, what's going to happen when I get to 200? What's going to happen when I get to 150? What's going to happen? Ooh, I won't even go that far there's big numbers out there i'm not going in that direction just yet what i am going to do is just once again say thank you and then go back to doing what i always do which is i I take my top five picks from dc comics each and every week these books are all coming to you from march sorry sometimes it's hard to get out of a month these are all from april 6th april sixth, twenty 2021 an opportunity to uh, hear a car or two drive by, because they'll do that sometimes, even when you think it's the right time of day. And uh, <laughs> kicking off this list is a great chance to remember, man, just how many great talents we have working in DC Comics right now. One of them, a few of them, a, a, a collateral, no, no, a combination, no, a cabal, a cavalcade. Ah, Why, why, why try and work my way down each letter like that? The gift that is the dynamic duo, because that's always a good one with DC Comics, is uh, writer Ram V with artist Mike Perkins. We've got Mike Spicer providing the colors. Aditya Bidikar with the letters. Ooh, and they work so well and so spooky when it comes to a character like the Pale Wanderer. I mean, how do you not love a a guy who's basically got a name taken from a uh, Spaghetti Western made of all of the modern sort of day, uh, industrious invention, uh, pioneering technologies. These things that, that came and dug in the ground and pulled out the ore and pulled out the iron and pulled out the, well, the oil pulled out the radiation, pulled out so many other things that now are a part of what we have and and make up this creature who's been really harassing the newest guy to embody the uh, green, to be its avatar, its presence. I'm talking about a young man named Levi who's already got a personal struggle going on with the recent passing of his father and a... uh, series of events that occurred where he was before he came back to where he's been, or at least where he came back to before things started getting weird. He lives in New York, uh, (laughs) and some people that's weird enough, but for Levi, that's only the beginning, because he's, since last issue, issue number one, this great introduction to Levi, when we discovered that he was arriving in a place in Arizona. And in the process of doing so, he would pull himself out of something, say, like a cactus, only to be grabbed by the pale wanderer, who's been around for much longer. And is trying to explain to Levi as the avatar of the green, a swamp thing he does not yet understand, but readers are, I'm sure, drawing quick comparisons to Alan Moore, to uh, Mr. Alec, who was the uh, previous Swamp Thing, and, and what this new iteration means. So Levi has been arriving just outside of a place called Aztec Town, Arizona. And what's out there beyond the Pale Wanderer are the people trying to make sense of this thing. Now, up until this point, Levi has kept it to himself, but he's trying to explain to a friend, Jeanette, why it is that... Uh, Things are happening the way they are. And uh, oh, and I said, Jeanette, it's Jennifer. Sometimes I do that, thanks for your understanding. I'll see a name, I'll go to say it out loud and something happens along the way. So when it comes to Jennifer, he's trying to explain how it is that he keeps waking up in these other places and how he's got evidence online, sometimes in the most obscure places that suggests that what he's saying is true, but the fantastic, the overwhelming possibility that it's just a psychosis, which is so much easier, I think, for a lot of us to accept, is then challenged by the others who are dealing with the Pale Wanderer, whether it be a sheriff who lost men and saw, or whether it's Levi, who every time he dreams and awakens in this place is just mercilessly torn apart, literally. At least the avatar green figure that he is, is just trashed by the pale wanderer. And then he wakes up somewhere, say Central Park, say somewhere else, only to know that he'll wind up once again somewhere out in Arizona. But the past and the present, whatever happened to him before, is reflected in this story and referenced as a developmental point When Levi suddenly takes on the charge of being the green, instead of simply being dragged along in his dreams, and in doing so, begins to set his own destiny by recognizing the pale wonder is something he's going to continue to have to face, and that his way of dealing with it could be an answer. Well, the answer is uh, a gorgeous thing to discover, I highly recommend it, the stunning Uh, addition to Ram V's writing and storytelling is this amazing art team that he's got just (laughs) bringing it all to life for starters Mike Perkins beautiful beautiful description of scenes beautiful layouts there's a really great uh double page spread here on uh the title page for this story becoming part two there's also the absolutely gorgeous colors of Mike Spicer. They are phenomenal. There's just so many different elements involved, whether it's the purple that seems to surround the Pale Wanderer, the uh, the haunted feeling of nighttime, whether it's in New York or Arizona, the uh, <laughs> beautiful expressions, and also the really wonderful combination of the color and pencils, where... You get these layers that feel very vibrant almost like they're taken from a photo photorealistic might be close in the description i need an art major can i get an art major please what i can say is that this is a book that after reading the preview i immediately picked up i'll be getting issue two it's probably about to become one of those subscriptions sometimes this just happens and That's how it's happening for me. This feels like a story I want to be part of the beginning of, and I also can't wait to see where it's going next. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about some of the final pages and what they offer, not only for the potential of this new avatar, but also the potential direction the story is going to take and how it is that certain major figures in the uh, DC world are going to respond to an event that it appears gets at least national, if not international attention. More to be discovered along the way. A great way for me to kick off this episode number 100 with uh, a really, a really cool five out of five pick and uh, a really wonderful second chapter in this new saga of the swamp thing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for everyone involved. I can't wait to hear your thoughts because mostly what I think is, well, you're going to have some thoughts. I want to hear them because I might be close. I might be way off. And there's some conjecture I simply don't get into on this show. It simply wouldn't be fair. I mean, goodness gracious, I don't know if you've noticed, but I ramble enough. So... Without any further ado, let's keep this train of moving, episode number 100, book number two, Suicide Squad number two. Huh, anybody else noting a theme here? Don't worry, it, it, well, you don't have to worry either way, it could repeat, it might just hold the way it is. Suicide Squad number two, <laughs> it, it really impressed me in a lot of ways. Um, for starters, I love this great introduction. It's the story, it's a part two story. I mean, it makes sense if this is only issue number two for uh, Assault on Arkham. And it opens with a really fun sort of rewind regarding the character of Peacemaker, uh, <laughs> a gentleman named Christopher Smith, who used to be a diplomat and believed in peace. And that was his whole purpose. But when he couldn't achieve it the way he wanted, he chose to pursue it in another way. And we get some great flashes to him as a, uh, as a member of that group, including those like Blue Beetle and The Question. You might call it The Charlton. You might call it something else. But along the way, we also get a sense of the fact that he believes he's there for a reason. That he's just working for Waller, because they have a similar objective, and she's done what she always done or does. She has set up the idea of what is, ke- <laughs> what is possible, what is needed, and how it can be achieved. And in her mind, she is able to shape it to peacemaker because he's really no longer Christopher Smith that peace is possible and that that's her only goal and if he's willing to work with her they'll both achieve it together now Amanda Waller's is not known as being all that altruistic whether uh, well when it comes to just about anything so taking her at her word is sort of like knowing you're going to get burned in the end because her motive has nothing to do with you and if you're on her team you're already expendable Apparently, a majority of this team is not as expendable as they might be, probably because of the cargo they were sent to get, a gentleman named William Cobb. That's right, you know him as Talon. He's no less crazy than he was before, but he's needed by Waller. Which is why, when things get really bad in the Arkham Asylum that they've broken into to get Cobb out, a backup team, including Superboy, And quite an interesting cast of characters. I'll let you discover them for yourselves because they are some fun names. Some you might recognize. Many might be new. A good number for me were new. And only one of them is actually staying behind. And there's an intention behind that because Waller knows what she's doing. And... (laughs) She knows who she's up against, and that when you break into Arkham Asylum, guess what? You're probably going to ring the warning bells of one caped crusader known as the Batman. He's going to be showing up. He's going to have questions. He's going to want answers. And most assuredly, it's to be expected that this team simply won't be able to cope with that. In fact, they're already struggling with a, a gas attack that occurs during this mission. And it leads to some really interesting conflicts between the team that was there originally, the team that was sent to get them and what Waller's orders are. Most importantly, is a scene in which Waller has an exchange with Cobb and it is so clear and so (laughs) pointed that it's easy to understand how quickly she is using everyone. Now, There are some great squaring-offs. Peacemaker gets to look like a tough guy against a Kryptonian. And there's a glimpse at what is waiting ahead in the future. Clearly, there is a need for some efficiency. And usually when you're trying to get that, it takes a little bit of help that you can only find in a few places. How far and where they're going to have to go, I'm curious to find out more. This was Assault on Arkham part two from suicide squad number two great script by Robbie Thompson uh really nice stuff here great language great development great setup uh, lovely pencils by Eduardo Pancica great inks by Julio Ferreira they they are really clean the shadows the the emphasis the uh really great application Marcelo Maiolo beautiful colors uh they really set this sort of like dull um administrative slash uh, medical facility that is the interior of Arkham. But along the way, there are some beautiful, beautiful expressions of just so many different color spectrums between the characters, between the environments, between the lighting. Wes Abbott's letters really bring to light this feeling that uh, (laughs) I have to say is very expressive, when it comes to the voices of these characters you get the sense who's talking like most of us who's adding a lot of emphasis behind their words who maybe doesn't talk like the rest of us and at some point it'll be explained why it is their words and the uh, the emphasis around them is so interesting overall uh, really great part two um, lots of conflicts lots of issues going on some great tie-ins to uh, recent future state storylines, and also an interesting idea about how much of that will hold true, how close we get to what those suggested and what is building towards them, and then what we can expect to happen next. My great pick for a 5 out of 5 book to move us right into our ad break. Remember, we take this quick ad break, we get out of the way, all the info you need to know, and then we bring you on back for more the spinner rack right here on dc comics news hang out and when that cool saxophone jazzy sort of thing starts to fade away from mr josh rainer's voice you'll know i'll be coming right back on
1: hey there dc fans this is josh
0: Rayner, editor-in-chief of dc comics news
1: here to give you a special deal from insight editions insight editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien. Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DC News 35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Hi everyone. I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. (laughs) No, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, (laughs) and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) No.
2: podcast catcher
1: first there was the dc comics news podcast then came the spitter rack and now the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff i just mentioned i am the knight a story about the stories a show celebrating batman the animated series, week by week, episode by episode, just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones,
0: I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Madpup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three,
1: two,
2: one.
0: Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What
1: have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since
3: 1966. Oh, look, gogart. And we've gone completely off the rails.
1: I hear the bat signal.
3: Shut up the bat on nods. I definitely do not f*** that. In need of an adult-sized nemesis.
1: Humans make good fertilizer.
3: You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Hmm.
1: Educational and informative.
3: What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News.
2: I am Tony Hasty for this show.
3: And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe.
2: We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome. And sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Your discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot.
3: Yes. Yeah. And probably, maybe by episode five, getting to our 100th <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <from> hoping.
2: <laughs> we're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Off Anything the you top. want.
3: <laughs> Scooby Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about.
2: That's what the show is about. We're gonna be That's talking the- about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go.
3: No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't good. want. God damn it! Look, all right. We're back gonna Scooby Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you were a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo.
2: Drink recipes, content creation. Reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes.
3: Yes, and a Santa, uh, an un, unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, uh, whatever. Check us out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat.
1: Available exclusively on YouTube.
0: There goes that cool jazzy music, and like I promised. I am back. Did you catch all that stuff going on? Don't worry, I try and do a little bit of a recap at the end. But the ad should, for the most part, let you know how much we have available just by making sure you're subscribed and always a part of the DC Comics News Podcast Network and all of those other channels. We are spreading out, exploring into, expanding more DC Comics in store for everything you might need. Trust me. Trust me. We've got it. And if not, we're getting it. And if we don't got it or are getting it, let us know. And we will. Picking things up, my uh, third choice on the list, those first two out of the way, cruising on along, I decided to go with Batman number 107. In a story called The Cowardly Lot, it's a difficult thing to see how Batman is trying to piece together how it is he ended up in a chair being tortured by Scarecrow. James Tynan's writing is matched wonderfully by Jorge Jimenez's art with some really gorgeous collaboration when it comes to colors from Tomu Mori, Clayton Cowles providing the letters, an original cover by Jimenez and Mori, with a variant cover by Francisco Matina, and a 125 variant cover by Ricardo Federici. Now, When it comes to (laughs) Batman being stuck in this chair, he's trying to think back, and he's even getting a little bit of coaxing from Scarecrow to recall what it is that was going on when he suddenly left what he was doing to wind up in this chair. And it was an interesting idea that Scarecrow was no longer relying on simply chemicals trying to reach the root of psychosis, of fear, of how to feed off of it, and to do so, the application of a simple straw scarecrow mannequin, but not terribly simple, enough to be scary, relying on the fact that tensions are so high in the city with everything that's happened since Joker War, since A-Day at Arkham, and so many other things. Now, we do get a great um, appearance of a very popular guest character. You'll want to check this out because it's 100 episodes later and I've gotten a little bit better at the spoiling. What I do love is there's a reference to this character's recent portrayal in events like 52 and others as a character who isn't a law enforcement officer, but is someone who enforces the law. And they do so by making inquiries. Yes, that's a clue. Now, how else this person appears and what the exchange is with Batman is part of the story to be discovered. It is a wonderful scene, a great transition from a darkened environment that quickly becomes bright. This is where you get to see that great art, those great colors really flash and show so much. And then the transition into a new scene that features a slightly seedier, more neon-y area of Gotham and one in which a character dressed in black red, something resembling leather or vinyl or something similar, um, (laughs) seems to fit in quite well even though it appears fitting in with others is not something she's doing well. It even requires a rescue from a character who's recently joined the uh, bat family. But there are those who are paying attention, somewhat well-dressed with some interesting animals nearby, who notice the arrival of Harley Quinn and either make a note to themselves or someone else that this arrival portends to something. Now, in the process of developing this case, batman and oracle barbara are having a conversation about things they think they understand while it's revealed that scarecrow is putting together a very big picture one in which a major influence to the new mayor nakano someone who in future state was responsible for the application implementation of the magistrate the peacekeepers and more is connected to all of this story that's going on and how if Batman wants to learn more he's gonna to have to pull out a popular character who is known for going undercover in the dark criminal underworld. If you're familiar with and enjoy this will be a great appearance of this character and part of the story and if not well trust that James the IV will find a way to make it interesting whether It's something you were looking for or just part of the story arc that you're reading and now it's gotten better because a great writer with a great team is taking you along the way and showing you just how good it can all be. That's going to be my third choice, a lovely addition to episode number 100 of The Spinner Rack. But the great thing about finishing book number three, choice number three, is that it means it's time for choice number four. Now, here's a story that makes me chuckle, simply because every time I open it up, it feels like it gets more wonderful, more fantastical, more beautiful, and (laughs) more interesting. I'm talking about The Dreaming Waking Hours. This is issue number nine, written by the amazing G. Willow Wilson, with beautiful art by Nick Robles and M.K. Perker colors by matthews lopez oh mateus lopez Matthias? oh you know me there's always going to be the chance i'm gonna get one of these names wrong letters by simon bolin and a gorgeous cover by nick robles in the fairy king part two we open well one (laughs) the cover is lovely um just Gorgeous and expressive. Oh, and poor Ruin. Poor, poor Ruin. He started this whole thing off with, like, a plan to rescue this beautiful boy who was dreaming. And I mean, right away you sort of get into a problem because Ruin's actually a nightmare who was created by Dream to serve a purpose, but from the very beginning was a disappointment. Something that Dream no longer wanted and locked away, but Ruin escaped pursuing infatuation, perhaps true love, only to then stumble into a whole series of events that now include a fairy kingdom, a displaced or dethroned fairy king, a former celestial member of the heavenly host. Oh goodness, there's quite a bit. Um, Now, (laughs) along the way, we do get a great bit of background on Heather After, and how her magic story is not one of nobly accepting the passing of the torch, but rather one in which she takes what she wants because she's simply not going to be at the whim of others, and how that becomes an interesting play into how Ruin and Heather After are able to break the thralling and enthralling experience that they have in the fairy kingdom which offers all their wants and desires and is a bit of a delay especially when it's revealed that this is all something designed to weaken them make them susceptible now we also get to jump back and forth with the story of Jophiel and the dethroned fairy king and boy for starters, that amazing collaboration of art that I was describing, whether it's the gorgeous art by uh, Nick Robles and M.K. Perker, or the beautiful colors by Mathias Lopez. I think that's the right way to say it. We'll get there. Those things shift between the sort of dreamy, glowy, golden sunshine, sepia feeling of the happy experiences, the fantasies, followed by the rather ragged looking fairy kingdom now that it is under the rule of a queen who doesn't look very confident let alone sure of herself and really doesn't seem like the type of person who could actually dethrone the fairy king but she's the one in charge and perhaps she's the big reason why things look as bad as they do and why they are as bad as they are now what i can say for sure (laughs) is that there are some wonderful transformations in which we get to see the characters at the beginning of this issue as very different from how we might have perceived them prior, and even a few of those who consider themselves above such things, like Jophiel and the uh, former King of the Fairy, when they have to take on a disguise in order to not be recognized or impeded anymore on their journey to set things right. I love the fact that this is the consequence of the events that were part of the first arc that started off this series and how now as we continue into the second arc we get to learn more about Heather. after we get a chance to see what it's like when even the best and most nobly intended like say ruins quest for love are swayed by things like well magic of the fairy and just how powerful they can really be this was a great five out of five pick to be my fourth on the list and why I'm so happy that now we get to move into my fifth and final choice. This, oh boy, now this was a really fun book. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of what the Green Lantern, number one, has to offer, and the great conflict that arrives with Teen Lantern. For starters, she doesn't get her power from the Owen Battery. She's... A wild card, and that's not something that Guardians like. They're just sort of weird about stuff like that. It's part of their nature. Now, this story, which is written by Jeffrey Thorne, features really awesome art by Dexter Soy and Marco Santucci, colors by Alex Sinclair, letters by Rob Lay, with an original cover by Bernard Chang and Alex Sinclair, and a variant cover by Brian Hitch and Alex Sinclair. And what it has to offer inside is a story that I think the uh, Green Lantern, as a whole, the mythology has been in dire need of. In addition to all of this is the fact that, well, not everyone who's there is as well-received as they might like to be. I mean, for starters, this is a United Planets thing. The Thanagarians are there. They're never that much fun to enjoy. Um <laughs> But the Guardians are also in the process of owning up to the fact that they haven't been perfect, they've made mistakes, they need to address it, and doing so requires a bit of diplomacy. But that doesn't mean that everyone listening is accepting, supportive. And then, of course, there are those who are outright against what's happening and choose to not only make a statement, but try and take action their actions lead to some very dangerous consequences, ones that force everyone to work together in as many ways possible and take on a very dangerous foe, something that exists from a time when dangerous weapons like this were needed or used and where only the most effective strategy can overcome them. So as this weapon, as this creature begins to expand begins to act out <laughs> the way that the lanterns respond under the the guidance of one Mr. John Stewart who I think is a uh, a really great example of the direction this story can take under his leadership and with the sort of framework that he offers a philosophy an ideology a pathos and an ethos and With all of that, I think Green Lantern number one is a great introduction to where the Green Lantern story can take us next. What a 5 out of 5 book. What a great way to wrap up episode number 100. I mean, I feel good. I feel like I could do 50 to 100 more. I don't know. Get back to me on that. In the meantime, I'm curious to hear what you think about all the books that I decided to pick for this list. It's episode number 100, but whether it was number 150 or 150, if you ever have a question about anything I put on here, have a thought, have a disagreement, have a list of your own that you think chooses more wisely or correctly from this week or any week's selection of books, you can go ahead and let me and the whole team know. Find us on your favorite social media platform, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. Use the at symbol in DC Comics News. That's at capital D, capital C, capital C, -C O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do, you let the whole gang know everything you're thinking, how we can do it better. Keep doing it the way you like it or something more. Whatever it might be, we can't wait to hear. We want to make sure you always get to hear the newest stuff we have. If you haven't yet, whatever platform you're listening on, hit the subscribe button. It is how you make sure you get all the great stuff you might have heard about from us during that ad break. Whether it's I Am The Night, the episode-by-episode breakdown of Batman The Animated Series. New weekly episodes of the DCN Podcast, weekly podcast, where we break down all the great news from movies, television, streaming, comic books, and so much more. Uh, original content like Mad Love or the more recent YouTube's DCN After Dark hosted by Kelly Gaines and Tony Hasty. And then we've got things on the way you're going to want to be a part of. So subscribe now. Make sure you never miss out. And yeah, that's how we wrap up number 100. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. It's been my pleasure to hang out with you, talk, share, read, talk more, and thank you. If you've been here from the beginning or whatever point you jumped on, you're here with me at number 100. And that's a great feeling. I think there's strength in numbers. I think there's uh, strength in community. And I think there's strength in DC Comics and all the great episodes we have to look forward to with so many more books are in store and on the way. I know you get the previews like I do. I know you get those sort of glimmers and orders and solicitations and who knows what else I uh, I can only imagine everyone's got their own best sort of gossip news update info algorithm whatever yours might be I hope you include us with it can't wait to come back talk more DC Comics with you on upcoming episodes of the DC Comics News spinner rack 100 100 more who knows stick around let's see how far we can take this In the meantime, we only have one thing we like to say, and that is to always read more comics. Take care, now.